Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me in the studio tonight... It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. I believe this is Alu Axelman. You're on Free Talk Live. Yes, it is Alu Axelman. How are you guys doing tonight? We're excellent. How are you? Oh, awesome. I'm, while you recombobulate your thoughts, I'm going to break the law on radio, but don't worry. I nice. won't say the bad words. Yeah, don't, um, yeah try not to break that gonna, law. I'm, even though I'm not a doctor licensed by the state, I'm going to give some medical advice and saying that Sarah brought up beet powder and some other stuff and other magical potions a few weeks ago. The beet powder she's right about, it, um, like crushed beets, the powder, the super beets, it does improve circulation a lot. Um, so it can improve your energy and stuff, but it's really good for circulation. And that's medical advice, even though I'm not a doctor. So I dare the federal government goons to come and try to take me by force. <gasps> you do work in the medical field, though, or so, did at one point, right? Or, well, I'm a, I'm a paramedic. Yeah, um, EMT. Doctors, MDs, are allowed to give advice, but I think only to their patients. I don't know. Okay. The laws are ridiculous, but um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the First Amendment. I know you guys are smart, um, at least Nikki. I don't know about the other two punks. Yeah, but, not tonight. Uh, first, not on Sundays. I'm, I'm obviously discombobulated. Yeah. So the First Amendment says, um, I'll read from the Constitution now, Congress shall make no law abridging free speech except for when they deem that it is reasonable and except for people giving medical advice or legal advice or other professional advice. That's actually what the First Amendment says, at least in my version of the, of the Constitution. Wait, so Where the first, are you reading that? So the First I, Amendment I, actually I, specifically calls out medical advice as an exception? Captain. <laughs> I, you, yes, I'm here. Come on, man. The, the sarcasm is not I'm, translating well over the phone, Jesus. at least in the captain's ears. Sorry, man. Well, that must be like the Texas, tech, the Texas school book constitution. That's the, the 2020 no, updated no, edition. Yeah. All right. Ian Underwood has written a few books about it, and he explains very simply but, but very brilliantly in a few of his books that there's a difference between the written constitution and what's essentially become the oral constitution, which is not written anywhere, and it's really in the minds of judges and also out there in the ether and could come to exist at any point, depending on oh, yeah. what a black-robed man might say. There's a whole process, right? The constitution is what it is, right? Then the, uh, then a case is brought forward. The case sets a precedent, right? The, the lawmakers write laws before the—sorry. The constitution says what it says. The lawmakers write laws based on the constitution— Right. Then there's case law to support the law that was written, right? And that's what the effectual law is because that's what sets the precedent. But you're like three or four or five degrees away from the original written constitution by that point. Yeah. So the more I've researched it, the more I've realized that the First Amendment, like the free speech, religion, press, assembly, and, and uh, redressing grievances is violated according to federal laws systemically all the time. Um, so guess what you think I'm going to do about it? Uh, break the law on the radio. Um, yeah. No, I would never oh, do that. Oh, okay. Not, don't be ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. I, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you should have. So, yeah, so I'm working on a book. The next one, it'll be about the First Amendment being violated, and it's mostly federal issues that do it, federal court cases and federal laws. And I already have the outline. It's going to be around 30 chapters, all different areas where the First Amendment's violated by the government systemically in the laws and everything consistently. Okay. Um, and it'll cover everything. I've already written two or three chapters, but it's going to be massive. And because I am so busy, I might actually do a Kickstarter, which some other free have done for books, and it's worked pretty well. Yes. Like, so 
I'm curious what you guys think about that, um, and if you guys would all consider throwing in a Satoshi or a Goldback toward a Kickstarter if there's good um, different tiers for different uh, rewards. I, I'll chuck something away. Yeah, uh, I've backed Kickstarters you know, in it. the past. I'm not against it. Yeah, uh, certainly. And also, like as a as a guy who uh, has has worked for you and also read your stuff, uh, I just want to say thank you for doing what you do. I know how difficult it is. Uh, you know, doing some form of media, whether it's books or audio or whatever, and how difficult it is to not only, you know, do your outline, get it all, you know, done and produced and rearranged and edited and, you know, ready for prime time. But then also there's the marketing aspect of it, too, to get people to actually read the thing and get them to know that it exists and, you know, to have it sort of take off. I, I know what that process looks like. So uh, just from, you know, one creator to another, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, and likewise, I appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, thank you so much. So I'm going to be working on the book, and um, I'll keep you guys updated if I do a Kickstarter or something. But for now, if anyone wants to support me, I mean, just buying the books and reviewing them and reading them and stuff, that's tremendous, and sharing them with friends. Like, that's the best way to support me and my work so I can keep doing what I'm doing. You got a website? Yep, aluaxelman.com, A-L-U-A-X-E-L-M-A-N.com, and libertyblock.com, B-L-O-C-K. Dave Ridley, you're on Free Talk Live. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the... Um you know, the deplatforming and how to react to that. Uh, uh, sorry, I've got the hiccups. I was working on that for five minutes before Put I got the on booze, the air. Man. Anyway, so uh, <clears throat> my strategy, instead of trying to move forward, like into Matrix and Mastodon uh, and stuff like that, uh, although I have tried that a little bit, I'm tending to retreat towards what worked like five years ago and then what worked 10 years ago. It's like this sort of, I call it a fighting retreat, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nice. The three not, R's yeah, of libertarianism. In... Retreat, regroup, yeah. return. So um, one of the that. things that we, we, that we did in the 2000, in the 2000, <laughs> one of the things we did in the 2005 era. Those are the greatest was, hiccups was, ever, by the way. Yeah, sorry. It, it was a promising path of activism, uh, but we didn't really explore it fully. You know, I just, I moved on to YouTube, you know, uh, you know, shooting videos and stuff. Uh, and, and, um, and so we didn't do this, but what it was, was, um, we would, we would, uh, we would kind of keep an eye on the mainstream press and wait until they reported on some abuse by the government. Yeah. Usually, usually like coming after an old lady or something, uh, or busting a frat party, you know, uh, inappropriately, that kind of thing. Um, and then we would contact the people who had been victimized by the victimless crime enforcement. And we'd go protest in, in front of some relevant government building. Usually, we'd try to go during a government meeting that was occurring, so the, all the addresses would be right there. Okay. Um, and so, anyway, I'm spinning that back up. Uh, we, we did it sort of in 2005. We sort of did it under the banner of nhfree.com. So I have acquired nh3.com url and Ooh. directed it to uh, you know put put some content up there explaining this process and uh now uh, i'm just monitoring the news uh, waiting for something to happen uh this is something where average people who don't live in new hampshire can help us by also monitoring the new hampshire news because i don't catch everything yeah here's here's another thing i would like to see at some point there seems to like crypto seems to be taking off, right? A lot of libertarians were early adopters, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot of crypto wealth floating around, and it's not me because I didn't get in early enough. Yeah, but can we get some libertarian crypto billionaire to just 
by some of the mainstream media outlets, like as a pet project, right? Not a money making thing. Just yeah, yeah. I've got money to blow on dumb stuff now. Yeah, community yeah. service, something like that. Right, yeah. and just buy the Concord Monitor, and then we control it. Or even like That'd I'm be great. I'm surprised at the lack of knowledge amongst uh, other libertarian groups. Like we know. <laughs> Being here in New Hampshire, Forkfest and Porkfest pretty well. Porkfest is like, you know, that's common. Amongst, okay, but it's right? still commonly known in the New Hampshire libertarian circles. But yep. like people who've gone to other like Midfest and uh, Anarchon and like Freedom they're like, Fest. they're like, what's what's the Free State Project? I'm like, really? Yeah. How have you how how has the Free State Project not permeated the rest of the libertarian circles around the, even the United States? I don't understand that. So, like, I feel like uh, the Free State Project is undermarketed, hugely undermarketed. Like, it could use a legit some PR, some press releases, some billboards, some radio ads, something. Right, a, a legit advertisement campaign. I think would go a long way to helping convince uh, freedom-minded folks to come to New Hampshire and help us. Well, this radio show was like the biggest marketer for years. Right. Until the fallout. Right. And so you lose a little bit of momentum that way by not advertising on the biggest Liberty radio show in the country. Really? Well, it's still, Free Talk Live is still huge. I mean, compared to everything else we've got, what on it's still on at least 100 stations. Understood, Um, but 180. But Free State Project proper no longer advertises directly. Right. Right. You may have you may have noticed over the years there's no longer the Free State Project being touted as much. Now it's the the, migra- the freedom migration to New Hampshire. Right. The branding has disappeared uh, when the ad dollars disappeared. Free Talk Live, unscreened caller. What's your name, please? This is Robert from Charleston, South Carolina. Robert, what's on your mind? Well, I, I got the impression at the beginning of the conversation, you were say, suggesting that it's, it's, it's better to have as, at least, uh, the least government possible. In other words, and laws that are, that are written kind of generally rather than specifically. Well, I studied law in Germany, which goes by Roman law because Germany was actually part of the Roman Empire until 9 AD. So Germans were very much influenced by Rome. And, um, Rome have you studied slavery? Law. No, well, no, I didn't study slavery, although Rome did have the equivalent of slaves. The slaves were actually the Slavs. That's how they got their name because so, it was so similar. So I mention this right. because because I, I suspect the, the, the disconnect between yourself and myself is something along the lines of uh, you believe law is necessary and I believe it isn't. Now, why would I believe that? Well, in the same way that I believe that uh, up until, oh, I don't know, less than 100 years ago, Mankind generally just thought that slavery was necessary, and everybody just accepted that as a common thought. And so I equate my belief that government is unnecessary to the same idea that slavery is unnecessary. Well, slavery is unnecessary, and I and Rome agreed with that basically. But it, it took them a while to get around to that because right. you see, slavery in, in the really old days was very usual, unfortunately, and and Rome didn't like that. Rome was a democracy, and my grand great grandfather great great grandfather was a Roman senator. Rome was a city state until 1861, and my family believed very much in liberty and democracy, and there was always a fight at the top in Rome between the emperor 
the, the heads of the army and the, and the military and the Senate. And the, and the Senate was very much in favor of, of democracy. As a matter of fact, there was a Roman senator in 72 AD in, in, in Israel when they were when when Israel's last fortress was being taken down. All right, let's were, let's let's halt there just for our listeners. Can what what is your definition of democracy? What do you understand it to be? Well, I can tell you the way Rome did it, but but my definition of democracy would be that you have a, a, a vote uh, in the, in the Senate, which is represent, and, and each of those senators comes from, from a, a particular two of them, like what we have in the United States, come from a particular area, and then they vote and then they make their decision based upon the Roman Senate. Now we have a bicameral legislature, which is even better, but but Rome was a democracy, and they sure tried hard to keep to keep it that way. Okay. How do you reconcile that with liberty? Liberty means the the ability basically to do what you feel like as long as you don't influence anybody else by hurting them in in, in terms of their own rights and their own feelings and their own and their own ways. I mean, you, you, you these democracies are going to infringe on my liberties. They they shouldn't basically as long as you don't infringe on each other, you're fine. Oh, then we don't need the democracies. Well, democracy is is a pre, is a pre, is is a necessary basis for freedom basically because otherwise no, you would have antithesis. Right. Well, not really, because it, especially that that's why we have our bicameral la- legislature set up that way, so that the little states have something to say. In other words, Rhode Island has two senators. So does Texas. Have OK, two but senators. let's say so let's say these senators cast their votes uh, and 51 uh, percent of them agree. So now by way of voting, 49 uh, percent of the people uh, will be forced to act the way the 51% wish them to act, correct? No, because uh, Rhode Island has only one congressman, but but uh, California well, has, has, has a... But that's think, aside from the point. Let yeah. me give it a shot. Let me give it a shot. Let's say I want to go like 65 on the highway, but these senators had voted that 55 is the maximum speed in the whole country. But I'm not hurting anybody by going 65, nor am I infringing on anybody else's liberties, but I will get accosted, ticketed, possibly arrested for this 10 mile an hour transgression based on democracy. Well, well, in Germany, we've handled that case quite a, quite a bit, and we've come to the conclusion that there should be no speed limits in certain areas of the, of the, of the Autobahn. And we have a car in Germany, a production car that will do 253 miles an hour. That's the Bugatti. That Rome. does not address the issue. Right. But in, well, over we, here, democracy has voted 55 miles an hour, right? And I, I'm beholden to their, yeah. their rules, else I get aggressed against. So my liberty is infringed. Well, well, if 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 the, the the legislatures see it that way, and the people voted them in and keep them in there, and the people want that, then that's the way it has to go. Because I am not um, the people. You know, I am rich. Well, My well, individual liberties are being infringed because of your democracy. But for the common good, uh, not for the common rich, good. I've harmed no yeah, one. You, I've accosted well, no one. I've infringed on nobody's well, liberties by driving sixty-five. Well, on the highway. Okay, let me let me put it this way: In Germany, every driver is trained to be a race driver because you couldn't have it other way. You'd have to be trained Irrelevant. every single person. Yeah, we're not talking about Germany. We're talking about here, or democracy okay, in general, or democracy in general. Right? This this could be applied to any scenario. Doesn't have to be speed limits. Okay, same situation. They're looking out for the common good, and the people of the United States of America are looking out for the common good through their Who representatives. Who decides what the common good is? 
Well, the representatives immediately, but generally the general public actually. So, so the common good, the, the, the democratically voted upon common good trumps my individual liberty. Yes. Skeeter, you're on Free Talk Live. Scat Eater. That was my hey, favorite. Hey, guys. I hear you guys talking, and it's just, uh, making me nauseous. Sweet. You're welcome. Uh, but, uh, Are you green in the face? Hey, Is that um, a violation of the NAP? Oh, man. I switched over to a new phone. I think my audio should be better, but you guys sound horrible. <laughs> Maybe. Well, that's I mean, just how we regularly sound. Yeah. Uh, no, on my phone. On this, my old phone, I switched <laughs> over just because I think the man, audio is better. Not even self-deprecating but... humor yeah. gets what, what, what kind of phone do you get? Android? Apple? What do you get? Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, the yeah. S23. Well, then my new one's the S23. Now, um, I went back to the S21, I think. Let me just check broke my it, Palm but... Pilot. <laughs> I'm free. But, Wait, but anyway, I've got know, a trio guys, over here. I hear you guys talking and stuff. You know, I got problems with That's some of the stuff. Really. I really called in the call. Uh, I'm going to scold you for something else in the past, but uh, from what you guys are talking about now, just relevancy. Uh, you know, you when you guys uh, drive, you pollute, and that's a grins, uh that violates that, even if it's minor in intensity. You know that, right? Yeah, also, that's a tough you one. guys criti- also you guys criticize democracy for forcing people to do things, but you want to use it to uh, force people to participate in your secession. I literally cool. don't want to use democracy at all. Yeah, I, I don't even vote. I could, I could care less <laughs> about it. I also don't vote, so there you have it. Yeah. Let's no, talk about the pollution one because that's a it, that's a tough nut to, to vote for secession. Uh, I'm not going to use it I'm for that. Vote. I, I just happen to support people who are for it. Yeah, you're supporting a democratic movement to force people. Yeah, to but but that's in self-defense, you see, because the state, that's not the state, it totally is self-defense. The state violates yeah. violates your liberties every day, my liberties, everybody's liberties every day. They steal, they murder, they uh, cause all sorts of heinous things. They throw people in cages. Uh, they ruin people's lives through things like. Uh, uh, taking their land, yeah, taking their it, property, it, all that it. kind of a thing. So they're aggressing upon you every day. You think that that's it, not self-defense? That's, You're wrong. So okay, so you can you can probably try to argue that uh, when you're forcing states, you have to, to try and argue it. It's a fact. No, you 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 can argue that you can force status who vote against you to, uh, because they're violating your rights. But there's one demographic you're not considering: the non-voter. That's me. That's who me. Wants, who wants to stay with the state? Let them. Right? You are forcing these people. They didn't aggress against you. And no. you're using the system to force they, them into, they into can participating stay. in the society. They can stay. It's fine. Here's the beautiful thing, man. Like much like religion, you can have voluntary no, governments stay. that that don't have geographic boundaries. So if they want to pay the state, the federal government, their taxes, and use the federal government services, they can do it. There's not going to be any pushback from us. You're, you're forcing them to having to uh, go back and try to uh, relinquish sovereignty back to the state. No, like they just continue. They, they just continue living their life. Yeah. Be, yeah, They just continue living okay. as they as they already were. They don't have to change anything. It's kind of like uh, we'll get. Are an- you kidding me? Like let's say let's say an old person that doesn't vote who's already paid into like the, he's about to receive Social Security, right? Sure. When you yeah. force your state to secede. They'll right? still be able to they're receive Social Security. They're probably going to lose those federal benefits. No, they yeah. won't. No, they won't. Probably- what makes you think they'll lose those benefits after they paid into them their whole life? <laughs> because they're seceding from the, fe- from the federal, from federal so, benefits. No, that's what I'm saying. That's they don't have program. to. So? 
they don't have to secede. What do you mean they don't have to? You're forcing the whole no, state. No, not forcing All anybody. All of your state no, are no, 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 not no. part of the U.S. So Union. if you just, like, pause and actually listen. listen to understand versus listening to argue, you would be able to hear what they are telling you because you're missing it completely. So if you guys would oh, like, like to you, restart. Like you guys were with subjective value, okay. But I, I really wasn't calling about this because. Oh, oh okay. okay. Cool. Thanks for the call. If pollution could be a violation of the NAP, depending on the circumstance and whether or not you can identify where it's coming from and that's part who, of the problem. who it's violating, does that mean that if I fart, I violated the non-aggression principle? Possibly. How I is, mean, I mean, how is that possible? This is a naturally occurring thing that like other animals also do. Like I could see like if I'm on a bus and I see somebody I don't like and you crop dust and him? I crop dust him, I could see that maybe being a nap violation. But well, if I just ate a whole bunch of like Brussels sprouts for lunch and yeah. I'm on that same bus and I just can't hold it back and I let some get, yeah, have I violated everybody on the buses? Uh, have I violated the nap there? I would hear the case. That the answer is yes. The, 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 the difficulty is not whether there was a violation per se, but can you attribute any real damage to that violation and then have that be adjudicated in some form or fashion for restitutions of some kind? Hmm. Right? I mean, if it's an involuntary thing, I just can't see how that's a violation. I mean, like, okay, so let's think about this because I'm wondering about this as well. What if I accidentally hit someone? You apologize. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a violation, well, but you apologize and try to make good. And the I'm same thing when you, you, you know, when you burp or you fart in public, you say, excuse me. That's kind of like the sure. uh, the cultural thing, at least in the United States, typically. Right. You know, that's, uh, oh, you know, kind of sorry I did this, but whatever. Before he went off the rails, Scooter said that driving is a violation of the non-aggression principle, primarily because your car emits pollution and, you know. Yeah. whatever it, yeah. emissions right right and if you we i think we would all agree um that the common example held is like the factory right that's on the top of the hill that washes their waste out into the river and disrupts your water supply your fresh water supply yeah or go like well they they've clearly aggressed against you because you have whatever rights to this portion of the river um and it's their pollution that has done it Right, so you, you can say like, well, we know that the pollution is caused by them. There is clear damages. Some sort of arbitration and adjudication may be required. Yeah. Right. If I'm if my neighbor is barbecuing in his backyard, and the smell like wafts over into my backyard, and I smell it, and I don't like that smell, right? I have a right to my backyard. You've clearly invaded my backyard with the smell of your barbecue. How do you attribute damages, if so? But, but it smells delicious. It smells delicious to you. What if they're vegans? I don't like right? that. Yeah. Because I actually have heard this story before where there were vegans and they were yelling at their neighbor for barbecuing. Yeah. But technically, so the way I see it, he's barbecuing on his property. Yeah. Okay. It's wafting over to the air above their property. Yeah. But it just. They're polluting on their property and it just trickles down into your water supply. Same. I just, to me, it just doesn't seem like an act of aggression. It's conceptually the same, though. The pollution well, is conceptually the so same. I, I th- just scaled differently. I think, and like, you tell me, Richie Rich, because I know, you know, you've thought a lot about uh, some of these positions, at least uh, these uh, 
you know, I don't know what you want to call them. These uh, thought experiments. You thought experiments. Yeah. Um, so to me, like just in daily life, right? You're talking about uh, Nikki. So what if I accidentally hit somebody? Right? She's like yawning or something, and like somebody's sitting next to her, and bam! Oh, oh sorry. Fish hooks her. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. You know, like so. To me, there's a difference between that and a difference between somebody coming up to me and punching me in the face. Understood. Mm-hmm. And that the difference is intent. Yeah. Right. So I'm your neighbor, and I'm just trying to cook some dinner. Yep. Right. I I didn't intend to violate your nose, your nostrils, with my delicious meats that I'm cooking on my grill. So while I would totally understand if a neighbor came over and was like, "Dude, look, I'm a vegetarian and or a vegan, whatever." Right. I don't eat meat, and like you know, that's bothersome. Can if he came trying to find a solution to the problem, I would work with my neighbor and try to find a solution to that the problem. That would be a peaceful way to solve the problem. Right. But the aggression has already taken place. Now we're working on solutions. Right. In general, the problem with intent is you can't base anything on intent. Right? We 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 hear what people say their intent is all the time. Yeah. All we can look at is the results of their actions, and we need to make judgments based on the results, not the intention. I didn't intend to hit that lady in the crosswalk, right? But you well, did. She, yeah, she's dead. But so. you did, right? So you can't, right. you, you know, you can hear what people's intentions were, but you can't make any judgments on that because all, all you really see is the result of their actions. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't intend for the smoke to waft into your yard, but here it is. and You're vegan and you don't like it, right? So there's an aggression and then there's two people working toward a common solution if they're not adversarial. Right. Right. Now, at, at the same token, I could see somebody who's like, man, I really hate that vegan next door. I'm going to cook up a bunch of steaks all day long. Right? There was a dude that did that at his restaurant because the vegans were protesting. That's, so he just wiped to the window and started slicing up the meat right in front of him. That, that to his... me, is is like intent, right? I'm, yeah. I'm more inclined to go, okay, that's a nap violation yeah. because the guy specifically intended to you know, sort of anger his neighbor. Right. But you're presuming the intent, and you're probably right. But you're presuming the intent based on the results and the actions that he's taking, actually. We've got Conejo calling from FEMA Region 13. You're on Free Talk Live. Well, I have a really important reason I'm calling, but really quickly on the uh, barbecuing. Um, You're not responsible for what happens between other people's ears. So if they're offended, that's their problem. If you're cooking enough that there's enough parts per million in the air where they can prove that you affected their health negatively, there, you finally have a tort. Um, yeah, but that's difficult. Calling... How do you prove it? How, number one, how do you prove it? And how do you attribute it to their specific actions? Um, maybe they go to the hospital for asthma attack that is during your cookout. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's that's also their problem. It's um, Like I said, it's difficult. The call... Yeah. <clears throat> um, and the standard should be high. Um, but the reason I'm calling is uh, earlier, I think uh, Dennis Pratt called about... Um, the Free State Project, and you guys were talking about how there's a disconnect between uh, a lot of libertarians not even knowing the Free State Project exists. He didn't call in tonight, but he has called in the past. He has oh. called in the past. Yeah. Uh, I forget who called in earlier, but you it guys was, were talking uh, about Al- that. Alu Axelman called. And uh, Dave Ridley. Oh, okay. Dave Ridley, yeah. Dave Ridley, that's who I was thinking of. Um, I was actually uh, in the Libertarian Party when we took it back, uh, and a lot of people, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe how many people in the Libertarian Party had never heard of the Free State Project or New took Hampshire. Took it back from who? Free State. Other Libertarians? <laughs> no, I would never call them liber- Libertarians. The people who uh, took it over when everyone was uh, after Ron Paul, they were kind of refocused really on that, and 
all these worms m- m- weaseled in. Um, he took it back from but, Ron uh, Paul libertarians? No, he took it back from like the people no, no, who Ron- uh, who wanted to get non-libertarians running on the libertarian oh, okay. as a libertarian on the libertarian yeah. ticket. Which is just like well, the like, antithesis of, like, do you see Democrats going, hey, let's get a libertarian to run for a Democrat? Or a Republican going, hey, let's get a Democrat running on the Republican ticket. That doesn't happen. If you're going to be your own party, the last thing you should ever do is put somebody from another party on your ticket. Tell that to the Republicans, Democrats, who are voting on Libertarians in their own party. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kenny. Go ahead. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I've I've noticed that there hasn't been a whole lot of cross-pollination between, like, the Free State Live uh, media empire and um, a lot of the other little camps. Um, and, and Ian was talking yesterday about how um, radio is dying. How mm-hmm. the demographic is literally dying. And no offense to anyone. Um, I'm not offended. And a lot of the platform was being changed uh, because he's tired of the callers being chronic and stagnant. Um, but I, it, it struck me like lightning, what the solution would be. Um, so Tucker Car- Carlson well, first of all, Fox News had the largest cable news network by far, uh, and Tucker Carlson was the largest anchor they had or uh, host with yep. 3.5 million people. When he started on Twitter recently, his platforms and completely walked away from all that, he had uh, 26 million viewers in, a, in his inaugural uh, transmission. Yeah. And one of my favorite podcasts uh, is called Monero Talk, and what they do is they live they, they simulcast on Twitter spaces. So you've got the Twitter community who can chat in the chat room and listen. I wake up early on Saturdays. I love sleeping in, but I wake up at eight uh, uh, early in the morning um, to listen in and I can request the talk. It's live chat. So if you integrated that with the um, Odyssey live stream and adopted Twitter spaces, you'd inject a lot more new blood. So if every night, three hours a night, people knew that the Free Talk Live broadcast was happening and they could just listen to it in the background while they're scrolling. First of all, you're not competing with people doing things like driving and having to worry about writing phone numbers down or programming it on their phone or waiting on hold or whatever. Um, if you integrate Twitter spaces into your platform, you'll, you'll have a whole new exposure to an audience. And I mean, that... That could be possibly true. We do stream on a lot of different streaming platforms. But like, not the popular ones. We um, keep getting booted off the popular ones. Well, oh, yeah, yeah we YouTube. Yeah, but how many, how many viewers did we get on YouTube? Really not know. that many. Um, I'm just not... I, this Twitter Spaces idea, you know, it is a good idea if if we could uh, get that going. I don't think that, like, the stale callers are the only reason for cutting back Free Talk Live stays a little bit. Um, and I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. Like, it's not like, you know, free talk lives going away. Ernie Hancock is awesome. And, um, the good morning Liberty guys, I think, what is it? Not good evening Liberty, but it's, I I forget what their, is that what their new show is going to be? That's well, that's kind of what they've called themselves on when they're, those two guys do an episode for free talk. But either way, their podcast is awesome. Um, so we're getting, it's just a little bit different and I think it might be, good just to bring it's just going to be a little bit more dynamic so just because it's not free talk live every single day we still do have other really cool people filling those spaces it's not necessarily going to be a call-in show um so i think night no so that so that's the only thing we're losing right is just those two days a week for right now that people aren't going to be able to call in 
Hey Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. You, Captain, don't have a lot of influence right now. So other people sampling your stuff build your influence. Yes. Whereas when you have a lot of influence, just like when corporations get big and they right. keep their competition out, right. right? when you have that level of influence, you protect it by not letting other people get to your level. Uh, I don't know, man. Rising tide lifts all boats, man. That's a good theory, but that's not how they operate. It's not how they operate, but right. it's how I would operate. I would hope so. Right. Uh, I would hope so as well. And like one of the reasons that uh, I haven't released the music videos yet, uh, you can still get the music videos if you buy the USB card over at CaptainKickass.com. You can get all three music videos for, for the EP. But they're not online just yet. It's because the distributor and I, they apparently have never encountered anybody who wants to release Creative Commons. And so I'm forcing them to like manually like do some things, check some boxes and, yeah. and that kind of, they're like, no, 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 we can do it. So I'm assured that they can do it. So what we're trying to do now is just coordinate an actual release date for those to appear online. It's going to happen. If it doesn't happen, I'll put them up myself. I don't have a problem doing that. Um, I just, you know, I have a distributor. I would rather work with them now this first time and get it to like, and then be like, every subsequent time when I have a, like a new single or a new video I want to put out or something, then I've already got it dialed in and I can just schedule it and coordinate it. And, you know, we could do a press release, all that kind of fun stuff that goes along with that. So there's been a delay, but it's a result of IP law, right? Yeah. If IP law didn't exist, I wouldn't have to jump through these hoops with these guys because, you know, I'm the first guy that wanted it all creative comments. Like, that seems weird, but I guess all other indie artists just click the boxes and check the buttons. They probably don't even think about it. You know, e- even like, if okay, they don't, yep. even if they wouldn't mind if somebody sampled their stuff, yeah. they probably don't even think about it enough right. yeah. to, to even say anything or right. bring it up. You yeah, know they're, I mean? they're not engaged in philosophical debate about what IP law is. They're like, yeah. I'm just trying to make my music, man. Right. You know, I yeah. why, which is why you need a manager. Well, sadly, sadly, uh, I don't ever want to be anybody's manager of like their band or their yeah, act or like anything sucks. like that. I got uh, it. But if you want to focus on the music, you got to have someone to yeah, handle it's all good to have stuff. one. It's just not good to be that, one. That okay. being said, like I already do a better job than anybody I could hire. Okay. Right. Or at least I believe that I do. Right. Now, if somebody can prove to me that they can do a, a more kick ass job than me. Uh, but I have the interest. I have the motivation. They don't. You know what I mean? Well, um, their motivation is the paycheck they get. Right, which I also yeah. can't really afford. So, right. yeah. So a buddy this of mine. Is, this is the, the independent part of being an independent yeah. artist where you have to wear all the hats. For now. Yeah. yeah I know. A, buddy, a buddy of mine at one point in time wanted to be a stand-up comic. He's like, Rich, will you be my manager? Mm-hmm. I'm like, absolutely. This is going to be fun. I booked him like one show. It's no fun, was it? No, I got I got oh, him really? booked like okay. within a week. I got him booked, you know, on uh, it was like the Rotary Club dinner or something. He okay. got like a five minute set. I'm like, go kill it, and he killed it, and then retired. Like, he didn't want to do anything <laughs> after that. <laughs> one show. He did one show. I'm wow. like, oh man, there goes my second career. 
Wow. I thought we were going to have fun with this. Sorry like, to hear yeah, that. I thought you were going to make it big. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I was going to ride his coattails yeah. all the way to like, you know, whatever the, the comedy shows are. Unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What is your name, please? Hello. My name is Robert. Hey, Robert. I'm, yeah. Great. I'm so glad to talk to you. Um, What's on your mind? Daytona Beach. And I would like to compliment the premise of the author who called of the Constitution being violated and that being the subject. Alu Axelman. With, uh, with a uh, dialectic approach. And that would be the, posit the idea that the Constitution is being enforced. The uh, premise is uh, I have a nice picture of peyote on my uh, display on my computer. Mm -hmm. And the reason is that it is being offered for sale legally to anyone in the United States. And the idea is from what I understand, the sale premise of the sale is that you can buy it, but you do not own it if you are not a member of the Native Church of America. Uh -huh. So in order to be a member of the Native Church of America, you have to be one, one quarter pure Navajo or other qualifying uh, indigenous tribe. To, to join the religion. Yeah, Interesting. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And that's I don't know what one quarter pure means either, but neither here nor there. That, this, this, is, this is the interesting part, though. I can buy this, but the courts have decided to manage it by making it, treating it as a sacrament, in their words. So it is an idol to us. We are forced to observe it as an idol, and the only people who are allowed to sell it and consume it and manage it are the Native uh, members of the uh, Native American Church. Huh. Bernard See? von Nothaus so, tried this after the after the Liberty, Liberty Dollar went up. Oh, okay, yeah. Like he started like the, I, the first marijuana church. Yeah, and then I weed was that. the sacrament. So. I I uh, I am uh, a steward of the church because by buying a piece of the sacrament, buying the thing, it is to me an idol. I must treat it with utmost respect and not being the owner. I must serve it, and the whole reason that I'm able to buy it is to preserve it. The idea is for it to be preserved. See, now, if I worship it and I treat it like I'm uh, respecting the church, then I will not harm it and I will hold it for potential use in the future by the church because I'm preserving the sacrament. So, and, and then uh, you're like, so, more like a guardian at that point of, such a, yeah, of the substance? Well, thing. someone's going to harm such it. A, it's such How a desirable thing, though. It's, it, it leads to scarcity, uh, from what I've heard in the times past, mm -hmm. so that it's endangered that way because uh, the demand uh, is too high, and they have exclusive rights because of their 
uh, tradition. Well, there's a problem the right there. For the others, if you want supply. Uh, so to, a, if you want supply to keep up with demand, don't go handing well, out no, exclusive not, rights. Let anybody well, who see, wants to, you know, make it or grow it or whatever have access to it, and you'll see supply catch up to demand real quick and prices drop and all that other fun stuff. That, then you'll have it in abundance true. instead of scarcity. That's true. I get it, but uh, the idea is. Uh, people who have never tried it, who do not have that desire, uh, can live without it because they won't dis- they won't uh, demand something they have never had. So this from the Guardian: Face kinis become popular in China as temperatures soar. You're probably asking yourself, "What the hell's a face kini?" Is it like a face diaper? Uh, uh, Wear the worse. face diaper. Worse. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> People buying full face masks alongside hats, fans, and hats with inbuilt fans as temperatures rise above 35 Celsius. Now, they're showing a picture of somebody. In uh, a face kini. In a, that's a face kini. It kind of looks like a wrestling mask. It does. But it's solid color instead of yep. sequined or you know so, different colors or whatever. Wouldn't it be uh, cooler to just not have anything on your face? No, because then you're exposed to like direct sunlight. Oh, I guess so. A hat maybe would be better? In in scorching Beijing, face kinis are the hottest new fashion as surging temperatures shatter records with the air temperatures rising above 95 degrees Fahrenheit and the ground surface temperatures soaring as high as 80 degrees Celsius in some parts of the country. Residents and visitors have taken to carrying portable fans and covering themselves up to avoid getting burnt. See? Yeah. Uh, Some hats even have fans built in. Face kinis are full face masks with holes for the wearer's eyes and nose. So you could, you still got to put the white stuff on your nose? A little bit. To, like, keep your nose from frying? Kind of reminds me of the burkini that was oh, all the rage. Oh, yeah. Wow. But that, that seemed a little too racist for some people. They're like, you're not allowed. Yeah. Okay, so I, I just pulled up the picture. This is absolutely terrifying. It looks like <laughs> something out of a horror movie. It does. Like, that's horrifying. It's like the, oh, man, I can't think of his name, but the dude from Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Um. Yeah, whatever his name Buffalo is. Buffalo Bill. So hang on. Face kinis are full face masks with holes for the wearer's eyes and nose. Separate sleeves to cover arms, as well as wide-brimmed hats and lightweight jackets made out of UV-resistant fabric. And you can trust it because it's made in China. It sounds like like welding leathers, right? Like you, you, it can't be that thick. Well, okay, but like then you, you'll burn up inside. It's got to be something they, thin. Where do they put the fan? Like that. You looks don't want to know. Pretty tight on her face. <laughs> I think it's mounted to a hat, which isn't shown oh, in the picture. Okay. Yeah. Where the swamp is. Compared to before the pandemic two or three years ago, this year is much, much better than previous years. Sales volume is definitely up a lot this year, said a salesperson. This isn't a new thing? This has been around? There's been people walking around Beijing wearing this? Uh, I'm not surprised. They do, yeah. According to the salesperson named Wang, who works in a shop that sells hats. Uh, (laughs) And nothing to cover your... These, it's like you can't write comedy like this, right? You just can't. Many female consumers in East Asia uh, favor fair skin, and sun protection products are also popular in neighboring countries such as South Korea. Favor fair skin as if they have a choice. Yeah. The main concern I have is potential skin disease or developing sunspots, said Lee Suyan, a 17 year old student who is visiting a tourist area oh, in Beijing. I, 
I think I just want to say, I think I know what they mean by favoring fair skin is that they don't want to get any sort of tan. So typically in a lot of these countries, they think, you know, and even think of like, you know, a couple hundreds of years ago in European and American culture, rich people were inside, poor people were working, you know, on the farm. So a hundred years ago, that's still the case. Man. Well, yeah, but but now it's in okay. fashion in America right. for girls to have tans, right? So it's definitely in fashion. <laughs> uh, Chinese... They don't get them outside; they get them inside in the booth. Yeah, or the spray tan. Yeah, so it's kind of like um, some people find uh, redheads with the the milky white skin more attractive than any other type of of person so like that's what they mean by favor right it's it's culturally accepted or or better for them culturally to have the fair skin than it is for them to be a tan person more likely to attract a mate if you're white chinese state television on wednesday showed tourists taking selfies next to a 12 meter tall thermometer (laughs) it was was it a a oral thermometer or was it the other kind i, I hope it's not the other kind at 12 meters <laughs> that that displayed a I don't have 12 meters to give surface temperature of 80 degrees celsius at the flaming mountains in zing Xinjiang. major you're on free talk live yeah when you first came out with that i thought you were saying fake teenies and i was thinking about like <laughs> cocktails the shirley temple and whatnot Oh, yeah, yeah. Like well, a, yeah, a mocktail. A mocktail, yeah, like a uh, boozeless martini would be a fake teeny. No, but it's pretty right, much right. just a ski mask made out of uh, bathing suit material. Well, it's like a ski mask and like sleeves. sleeves all in one. It covers everything the bikini doesn't. It's like, thanks, it's just I clothes. hate it. You kind of described it pretty well, Captain. I know what, wel- what welding skin is, you know, the sleeves and the, the collar and whatnot. Sure. But, uh, but anyway, uh, nice. So, well said. But, uh, Anyway, don't put so that on Nikki your skin. James crispy. Brown earlier. I'm and, sorry, what? Uh, James Brown. Oh. James Brown. <laughs> Talk to me now. Let me hear you say. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. All right. So a buddy of mine back in the 80s, remember when James Brown got thrown in jail for some damn thing? He was in prison for a couple, five years. Yeah, it was drugs. Shame. Yeah, okay. So anyway, a buddy of mine uh, during that time had a message on his answering machine. I called him up one day and he says, this is James Brown. Can't come on the phone right now. I'm in prison. Sign a petition to get me out. <laughs> and I laughed so hard, I had to call back and listen to it again. That was just I used to have a uh, an answering machine uh, when I lived in a house with, like, three other musician people. And I was going to school for audio engineering at the time. And we were hungover one day after having a kegger uh, the night before. And we were actually trying to empty out the big giant bin full of, well, now water because it was ice. It was a big trash can, but the keg was still in it. And we we're trying to figure out how we we're going to do that. We got the keg out. And then I had this brilliant idea to record a new outgoing greeting on the answering machine where all it said was, we're hung over today. And then, right. And then a sound effect, call us back later. Right. The sound effect was us just taking the leftover ice in the water. We took a big gulp style cup and we just poured some of the water back into the giant thing filled with water and ice and so it sounded disgusting like big chunky puke right uh and so it was pretty great we thought it was great we laughed a lot we listened back to it a bunch then we finished cleaning up from the party the night before the following day i get a call from one of my instructors uh, he was actually looking for somebody last minute to go run some live sound at a venue uh you know kind of a gig kind of a thing cash uh, and so he called and he left, he left a message. The first thing he said was, uh, 
You know, um, your message on your telephone isn't the most professional. It's okay, dude. I'm still a student. <laughs> You're like, listen, this is my creative process. <laughs> and I thought, like, I talked to him about it, like, later that week. I'm like, dude, you have no idea. We put in, like, an hour's worth of work re-recording that thing a few yeah, times like, and coming up with the idea and doing the script. This, I this mean, is practice. Yeah, if yeah. anything. Listen, this, this is a master recording. Yeah, if anything, this is... You know, extra credit, I think, for the course. We're right? turning this in yeah. on the final. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anything else, Major? It probably would have been more excusable if you'd have been trying to finish the barrel at the time. Get out, drink the last two, three gallons or whatever. Oh, we, oh that's it? Just the last two, three We gallons. never let, like, w- when you're young and broke and you've paid for a keg and then you've, you know, collected donations, you know, to help pay for the keg, you don't let that keg go to waste. No, you, no, you figure no. out how to reuse it. You keep it cold. You do whatever it is you got to do to to make that it, thing it, go it, the next time. It. Yeah, you at least pump it into a, an old milk jug and throw it in the refrigerator. Drink it tomorrow, Something. or just invite all your friends back the next day to finish it off. I mean, yep, that's what we yep, did. Yep. Can't be but anyway. Just um, keep drinking. I, I called. You know how they're trying to get us to eat mealworms and all this whatnot, locusts and grasshopper stuff. protein. You will eat the bugs and you will be happy. I, I will not live in a pod, and I will not eat the bugs. But anyway, I forget if it's Delaware or Holland. Where is the Netherlands and Amsterdam in the Netherlands, or is it in Holland? Sure, I don't know. Do it's definitely not Delaware. Land theft and such. It's <laughs> <did say> Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what about it? Well, I, I think it got squashed because whichever country it is, the they squashed the bugs. Forty percent small cattle farmers. And these guys wanted them to uh, eliminate 60% of the herd. Remember, yeah. just a little oh. while back, they were in Ireland trying to do the same faux pas. Right. And we talked about that here. We did. So they could repatriate the land. We've got Jerome calling from South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Trump train! Hello. Choo-choo! <laughs> you knew it was coming. Is that like a, like a little subtle dig at me? Because you know Every time. Coming? Every it, time. It's... It's more like your theme music from WWE. If Jerome was that's a wrestler, that's like your entrance with the big explosions behind you as you walk down the, the thing and making your way to the ring. Yeah, I've heard better. Besides wrestling speak, I don't watch that. Well, so is politics, wrestling. man. Politics and watch. wrestling are like almost the same thing. No, they're not because it. wrestling is so much more well, with, and With the better. exception of the entertainment value. Yeah. yeah. I don't watch women's sports. Okay, I don't watch wow. soccer. I hate all those sports. Okay? Do you watch NFL I, football? Yeah, I watch that. Who's your team? Uh, I'm not a liberty to divulge that secret. Oh, it's a secret. Hey, like the kid, like the kid that killed his two friends down in Florida. The, the rapper that's on trial and got a, a, a mistrial. I did that. Oh yeah, hung jury, all right. Yeah, I got your hung jury. You're I comparing didn't, I that didn't, to divulging your NFL so, team? So I didn't hear about that either, so his I don't know what that's all about. He's not comparing that to his NFL team. Okay. He's trying to make no. a segue, but he failed at okay. it, and we've just yeah. busted him for it. Okay. Hey, I'm not the radio professional. I'm just a love the humble caller. What I mean, I'm a reformed Raiders fan. Like, that was my team. What? How does one reform from being a Raiders fan? I don't really watch the NFL anymore, oh. but when I hear that the Raiders won... I get a little weepy inside because yeah. they're still kind of my team. I just don't He's follow them as much. Okay. He's a front runner. 
Call me I'm when you win. What are you talking about, a front runner? I've been like oh, a Raiders yeah. fan since I was seven years old, man. But you don't watch the NFL, but but when they that's why when I said win, reformed. Yeah, because that's on. still a part of me. It has an emotional attachment to the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Let's get emotional, <laughs> Raiders. Hey, yeah. but I don't want to talk. So about I so I, I think to... we, we can, can eliminate, gather. We can eliminate the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, check that. Out. All right, only thirty-one more teams to go. <laughs> Captain's a Packers guy. How do you? How's, yeah, how's that's that because I'm, I'm part owner. Yeah, well, whatever, whatever the reason. Isn't like everybody. No. Packers no. diversity. The, the Green Bay Packers. Hang on, hang on, Jerome. The Green Bay Packers are the only NFL team owned by people, not, yeah, not a rich owner. So you have to go and buy one of these stock certificates. They're a, they're also a nonprofit organization. So when you buy stock. You don't get any return on it. You just get the privilege of a certificate with your name on it, and you get hey, voting I rights. Was, uh, oh, that's pretty I was cool. The, uh, My dad I was, was a Packers fan. Morning, I have some cheeseheads somewhere. Talk shows today. What's and, it? Uh, Sorry I to hear found that. I was watching the morning talk shows today, the political talk shows. On Why? TV, Why waste your brain cells some, on that? I found out some interesting things. Well, what the hell else I got to listen? to? I was watching watch. wrestling earlier today. To How Jordan about Stockton? don't watch or listen to anything and do something instead? Yeah, how about, yeah, let me do some Zen or something like that, or some yoga. Learn to yeah, crochet. Right, I don't know what you're into, <laughs> man. Like, you know, build houses <laughs> out of popsicle crochet. sticks or something. Like, well, I would what, what did you learn? Brain. What did you learn on the, the morning right, TV? Nikki, Nikki wants to know, what did you learn? <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Uh, I learned that Ron DeSanctimonious thinks that slavery was like going to trade school. Ooh, they learn valuable skills oh, that gosh. they can use. Honestly, then, I am really not surprised that he said that. And he, doubled down on I. it. Andy doubled, Nor yeah, I. so I didn't hear about this, but I'm really, Ron DeSantis is such a piece of garbage human, and I don't know why a lot of people just worship the ground he walks on. It was kind of like the same thing with Trump, where like all these conservatives came out of left field and they were just like, well, we love him so much. He's he's going to save us all from the evil Democrats. And obviously that didn't happen. So they, they backed DeSantis initially because during the COVID lockdowns, he and Florida was one of the few states that remained open in defiance yeah. of the federal government. Like yeah. that's was that was yeah. his stepping stone. To me, like you're gonna yeah. have to do a lot more than that. Really? Because yeah. you know a lot of libertarians mean? were very happy at that time. No, I know. And and so whatever. Like, like, like we can give credit it. where credit is due, but he's just a liar, which obviously because he's a politician, but there were so many things how he's like whatever, Oh man. yeah, you know, he just <laughs> so many empty promises and lies and it's like just because he didn't like that's a very low bar. Wait a minute, wait a to minute. Me. Jerome, are we agreeing yeah. with you on something? Well, hey, it's about yeah. time y'all come over to my side. No, I, I told, wouldn't go that I far. told you before, Jerome, if you call yeah. in to trash Republicans, we're going to be yeah. on your side. If you call yeah. in to like pump up Democrats, you're going to get hell from us on that part, too. Yeah. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, Listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.